Blog Talk Radio. Boxing, 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 boxing. You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. O B O P B. What? I don't know what the hell I just said. Outsiders Boxing Podcast Midweek coming to you in full effect this Wednesday evening, January 30th, 2019. Coming at you live in full effect as we try to do each and every Wednesday at 9 Central. Boxing, not a lot going down in boxing this weekend. Um, not a lot of news, uh, but there is a couple of fights that are going down. Um, Showbox is definitely having something Friday night. Um, and, of course, we've got the big fight, Alvarez versus Kovalev 2 uh, for the WBO World Light Heavyweight title. Um, also Super Bowl weekend, uh, we've got a lot of sports going down. All right, all right, little fights, little scraps going on in uh, Frisco this weekend, which I will be attending. Uh, we'll talk a little more about that. But before we get on to it, let me bring in my man, JP, newest official member to this Outsiders Boxing Podcast. Team, no longer the fam. Now, a full-fledged Gambino in the in the family. JP, man, what's popping? How y'all doing? How you doing out there in in Inglewood? Ah, uh, well, I'm well. I'm well. I, I hear some kind of big type of chill going on in the Midwest. And is it cold over there? Below seventeen and all that. I'm here. Yeah, in the mid, uh, yeah, not out here. I mean, it ain't that cold out here. We're at about like fifty degrees, I think, right now. Nothing too crazy. Oh, okay. But uh, oh, that's all good. Yeah, okay, okay. But yeah, man, uh, I'm excited for Kovalev Alvarez too. You know, I'm excited for that. That's I feel like that's something to talk about. It is, like you mentioned, um, Super Bowl weekend coming up. So I'm wondering, are are you throwing a Super Bowl party? Uh no, I'm definitely not. I'm not a Super Bowl party type of guy. Um, I'm usually like the last three years I've been chilling at the crib by myself, uh, with my with my babe just chilling, eating uh, nachos and watching the game solo. So yeah, that's the type of move right yourself? there. I'm, you, you gonna, yeah, that's the move. That's on the, the move. on the grill. No, that's how y'all barbecue nah, out there. When y'all say barbecue, y'all put wieners in uh in hamburger and pre uh. <laughs> pre-made hamburger patties on the grill. You don't stop it. 
knock it off. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, man, uh, that's the mood. That's the mood. Same. I'm on the same mood as you, bro. I'm low key. Did it all. Had a Christmas party at my house for uh, Christmas. Uh, my birthday fell right over to New Year's. Both my daughter's birthday are here early in the year, in January, late January, early February. So <clears throat> I'm all partied out. I haven't spent a lot of money this time of year. I haven't spent a lot of money. So I'm looking to do some cutbacks, reprioritize, and uh, chill. You know, I'm chilling. I'm not having nothing. People calling like, you having something? I'm like, nah, bruh. Don't even don't even look my way. Keep moving. Definitely, I'm with you 100 percent on that. Well, we'll def we'll we'll talk about the um, Super Bowl for sure. Um, if y'all don't know, my man uh, JP also has his own podcast, strictly relatively fat and black podcast, which he uh, you know he announces his shows during the daytime. Never let anybody know when these shows are, man. So I want to say to you, hey, next time you have a show, just know that usually I'm at the crib. Just like okay, usually anytime, sure. if it ain't late, I'm I'm usually at the crib. If I'm not at the crib, I'm in the truck looking at people work where I'm, you know, I'm able to chop it up usually any day, all day. Oh, the sure, sure. Glad you let me know. And it didn't even the blog talk, you know, fucked off again. So I didn't get nothing out. Wasted another good hour. Talking of blackness, so yeah. I've been called that before. Like wasting that I've been called that before, yeah. so it's all good. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's get let's get to uh, let's get to the fights this weekend, man. Uh, like you said, we got Alvarez versus Kovalev too. You know, um, something where Outsiders Boxing Podcast will be in the building. I will be showing my uh, – not showing my face. I will be in there in the uh, – you know, with press credentials. This is going to be uh, – I wouldn't say our first major fight, but sort of it's going to be, you know, our first little major fight. You know, RC had the first – was the first guy to get some credentials out, out there with uh, Ramirez. Um, but I was able to get some um, with these guys out here. I think it's at top rank um, showing love. So I will be out there early. Uh, you know, I might have a little write-up. We ain't got no website, so I don't know where I'm gonna put it. But we might. I'm gonna do a little something. Make sure we're we're official tissue. So so next time nobody has it, we can always get these, man. So uh, we're definitely in the building, and and for the uh, for a fight that I think is gonna be, you know, it's gonna be something that I want to see. Um, Kovalev, we know that he's a racist. Uh, we now know that he's probably a woman beater. Well, we don't know. He's allegedly a racist. He's allegedly a woman beater. Uh, in fact, today, uh, let me take, let me pick this girl. I got a, uh, I got to see this chick, um, Jamie France, Jamie France, who is some kind of, uh, she's a model, blogger, and influencer. You know, she's a alright looking white chick, little, very, uh, you know, plastic, something that's very hittable for sure. But some uh, angles, you could tell that she's very, you know, the lips look fake. I'm looking at it now. Uh, but she, her last post, she got a post of uh, Kovalev hitting uh, Bernard Hopkins, a little sweat. You know, I was there. Um, what was that at? In Atlantic City. Saw that one live. 
you know, I've been to a few Kovalev fights, which is, which is pretty weird. In fact, Kovalev, when I think about it, this is going to be, what, my third Kovalev fight? I might have seen Kovalev fight more than I've seen anybody else fight, which is going to uh, live, which is, you know, which, is, which is weird, weird to think about. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I, I saw him hopping, saw him uh, Ward, um, and I got, and I'm about, about to see him now. So that's that's three times that I've seen this guy. That's funny, but uh, but yeah, let me read this before we even get into the fight. Up. So this is her name is Pretty Pink Acres on Instagram. You know, she wrote, uh, "I hear that he's denying on his social media that he punched me in the face." Curious to how he explains the fact that I suddenly wound up with a shattered nose, an open head wound, a a concussion, and two spinal injuries when he was standing three feet away from me in the living room of my own cabin. Mm. Own cabin. Hmm? Uh, infuriated because I wouldn't have sex with him. So much so that he just viciously, he viciously kicked my dog, Annie. Mm. And there's an eyewitness who saw the whole thing. Nice try, Crusher. Fortunately, he's facing felony assault charges, and I'm suing him for eight million. Damn. So one way or the other, I suspect the truth will come out. Sadly, I know all too well what it's like to get punched in the face by Kovalev. Only when he hit me, he wasn't wearing gloves. Oof. Man. Wow! First of all, now go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, JB. Well, uh, I'm a I'm a petty fella, and I've come to know now that I'm also a an, an antagonist. <clears throat> that said, <clears throat> I have to poke at the old narrative. Will I just have to? Um, a lot of these same fans. <clears throat> who are fans of Kovalev, of Kovalev were the same people talking about Mayweather was a woman beater. But see, we never got no statements, at least that I that I know of, that is publicly known from the women involved in the Mayweather cases, plural, unfortunately, uh, like this, this incriminating. This is absolutely incriminating towards Kovalev. You know, uh, a shattered nose. I, I don't know what the Mayweather reports were, but they seem minuscule compared to a shattered nose and an open head wound. But Kovalev, you know, to me always looked like a slow train wreck. You know, uh, something looked that always looked like he was tormented. I, I remember that picture. I'll never forget with him, his little boy, and his wife. And he was the saddest looking motherfucker I've ever, ever seen. You know, in a picture, and I just found it to be strange. But like your boy Suge used to say, man, mm. or wife, right? But like your boy Suge mm. used to say, the ghost, the ghost left the building that uh, that night in um, Las Vegas at the AT and T Center with that right hand. All that talk about low blows and all that shit. There wasn't no low blows. He just got the crusher. Just got crushed. And certain guys, when you have that stigma, similar similar to Mike Tyson, you know, a guy who who has the, the you know the big bully can never get beat down. When the bully gets beat down, he can no longer, 
you know, go around being the bully so he doesn't know what to be. And I think that's what we're uh, getting here with Kovalev, and we'll see Alvarez really pretty much in Kovalev as we know him. Yep. Um, Sergey the Beater, he's going – he's from now on known as the Beater by me. Kovalev, um, like we said, he got his – he got – um. He got exposed by Ward. Uh, came back, got it, got really exposed by Ward. You know, the first time, first fight, it was close, uh, but the second one, he was exposed. KO, TKO. Came back, uh, beat up, knocked out two guys: Shabrinsky, uh, nineteen and one, and McHalkin, McHalkin, whoever that is. Uh, 21 to Igor McCulkin knocked him out uh, of seven rounds. Then he decided to step up to uh, Elder Alvarez, who was 23 and 0, up and coming uh, light uh, heavyweight, seventh round KO. Not a TKO, KO sleep counted. Uh, I don't, I can't remember if they counted to eight or they waved it off, but he was out of there. Uh, and I don't know short, who's. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't know who's advising Kovalev here because if there's any money behind this guy at this point, I just can't see why you go into this rematch. I can understand one of the narratives in Kovalev's camp being Sergey wasn't in a good place at the time for the first fight versus Alvarez. And that could have very well been the case. Ain't no telling what's going on in this guy's life, but you rarely see a guy get knocked out in seven rounds and rush into a rematch. That usually doesn't say a fight was close. He usually says a fight was pretty, you know, had a decent margin between the guy who won the guy who lost. But to me, in my estimation, just doesn't seem like a great move. You need to do some rebuilding with Kovalev at this point, but right back into the thick of things as we see. <clears throat> Well, yeah, Kovalev, as we said, he's uh, 35 years old. Um, and, you know, he's been drinking hard, living a, a hard life. So, you know, he's looking like 40 years old out there. Um, this is probably asking what who his advisor is. I think it's him. He's his advisor. And he's, uh, and he's ready to cash out. But now with this $8 million lawsuit that he's about, civil suit that he's about to have, on his hands, he might have to stick around. I don't know how this is going to play a factor, um, but, you know, at one point, he was the Superman. At one point, he was maybe considered top pound for pound, um, well, a top pound for pound fighter, uh, at least top one, two, three, uh, or, you know, top three pound for pound fighter in the game at one point. Lost to Ward twice, who was the big guy. Uh, but this Alvarez fight, that last Alvarez fight, you know, it sealed this deal to me. I think he might be washed. Um, they're not going to be able to make a lot of money on him because, like you said, he's not the crusher anymore. You know, he's getting crushed. And I guess I'll go ahead and, and say my official pick. Uh, I think that we're going to have Alvarez with another stoppage. Um, it was in the seventh last time, probably looking around this. I think Kovalev might have a little more fire this time. And he might last to the ninth round. So I'm going to say a ninth round stoppage, probably a TKO this time, just a beating. Um, and more than likely, after this beating, this will be the last risk. 
It might not be the last we hear of Sergey Kovalev, but I think this is definitely be the last we see of uh, Kovalev on any major, you know, in, uh, any major fight headlining any major cards, especially on ESPN Plus. JP, what do you got? Uh, what do you think your what, what is your official prediction going to be uh, for this fight? Well, it's just oh how the mighty have fallen in the regard to Sergey Kovalev. I mean, <clears throat> seems like just yesterday this guy was you know the toast of the town so to speak, but here we are today. He's been seen knocked out twice, you know TKO'd. So uh, I, I, I'm in agreement with you in the regard of Sergey coming to fight a little bit more here. I'm going to take a TIFF round knockout. Um, the interesting thing with Sergey is we can always, we still always see those glimpses. But the same deficiencies that I used to get criticized for calling them out for, and certain people will call me racist when I would critique them, are the reasons that he's getting beat today. It's just not a lot of variety in his game. You know, it's the jab, jab, right hand. I mean, it's just very basic, and it doesn't even have the variation of an uppercut, really even a hook. It's like down the pipe all night. And, well, the you know, he seems to have diminished as far as his output, as far as the tenacity, his veracity, you know, in what he does. He used to pretty much do the same things, but he used to do it with a little more, you know, aggression to it. He used to have a, you know, but he always had that, uh, you know, reserve. People had that asterisk to him because of his conditioning. But now I think it's it's worse now. I don't think the power is there like it used to. And most of all, I don't think the want is there like it used to be. I don't think the determination is there like it used to be. Uh, we've seen nothing but a downward spiral since the exit of John David Jackson from his camp. And um, that's something people don't talk about a lot. But I think, you know, by the looks of David Jackson, <clears throat> he seems to be a guy that's going to make you work a guy that's going to be really into it in camp. And you ask me, it looks like Sergey got a bunch of yes men in this camp right now and um, just not looking good. And I agree with you. This will be the last we see of the crusher. I'm with you 100% on that. Um, not too much to say. Alvarez, younger, stronger, faster, uh, hungrier. Uh Yeah. Don't think there's really that much to say, but this is something that I am interested in seeing, just to see how Kovalev goes out. Is he gonna go out like a bitch, probably, but he might not. <clears throat> no, he might not. I can't say I can see it happening, but you know, hopefully he stands up. You know, Kovalev, like I said, he should be respected for what he's done at this uh, in this division. He got beat by you know the best the best pound for pound fighter in the game. You know, he's an older dude. Now he's getting worked by these young guys. <clears throat> like you said, he wants to do what he wants. Um, so can't tr- can't teach an old dog new tricks. So he's probably about to do the same trick he did last time. And, and that's uh, play dead as he gets knocked out. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Like you said, I'll be in the building. Might be live, too. I don't know the rules, but we'll see how it goes. Um 
Also, this card, you know, come to find out, the card is pretty stacked up. Um, <clears throat> the co-main event, or I think that's what they're going to I think they're calling this a co-main event, um, is outside of, box, outside of the boxing podcast prospect of the year, um, one of my up-and-coming guys, you know, we're talking about 21-year-old Brooklyn native Tiafimo Lopez. He's stepping up, uh, fighting Diego uh, Magdaleno. Uh, I think this is going to be one of his toughest fights. Magdaleno is 31-2. and two. <clears throat> You know, he, don't have, uh, he only has 13 knockouts, so don't be looking for any KOs. But, you know, he has fought for a title belt before. He's fought for the WBO uh, lightweight title against Terry Flanagan. Got dropped in two rounds, but this is saying he he's at least been up there. He also he fought Ramon Martinez for the super uh, for the WBO super featherweight title. So this is a guy who really you know who isn't a bum. He might not be great, but he's not a bum. Uh, he's thirty two, a little older, Mister Superb, Diego Magdaleno, Magdaleno. Magdaleno, there we go, Magdaleno, uh, Southpaw from Las Vegas. <clears throat> so I'm very interested, man. I um, Tiafimo Lopez, you know, he's knocking boys out. I think he's 11 and 0, uh, nine knockouts. Last couple of fights, KOs, KOs, uh, unanimous. Last three fights have been KOs. Uh, he's stepping up every so slight, ever so slightly at 21 years old. I think he's ready to make some uh, title shots. And I'm looking forward to see seeing this fight, man. What's your thoughts on uh, Tiafimo uh, Lopez and uh, this fight? If you know anything about Diego Magdaleno, I think yeah, I think everybody is really excited about Tiafimo Lopez. He looks like the real deal, and he landed that that money punch, you know, that that uh, four ball or that three point shot in, in the three point competition on uh, his last opponent. You know that just that money shot, the one that you ain't gonna get the. You know you only land one of them. You know it's like hitting a home run. I don't know if you've ever hit a home run in your life, but you, you don't feel nothing. It's just the sweet spot. You know, um, I'm sure you can you know, compare something to it. But <clears throat> very excited. Everybody's kind of excited about the prospects or the um, the possibilities of Tiafimo Lopez, Devin Haney. <clears throat> so. Very excited about that guy. Jesse Magdaleno, you know, a former, I don't know, Jesse Magdaleno is former champion, I believe, at some point. And Jesse Magdaleno, you know, at, you know, a few years ago was, you know, a prospect everybody had their eyes on. So this is definitely a step up in competition. And I don't think it's going to be nothing like the last fight he, Tiafima Lopez have. So I think this is a good measuring stick for Tiafima Lopez. <laughs> No, definitely. You know, at 21 years old, even though he's knocking everybody out, uh, you know, he still isn't, you know, like I like to say, he doesn't have his man strength yet. So it'll be good to see what he can do against the grown-ass man in there who's been in with some some pretty good competition. Like I said, even though against Terry Flanagan, he got slept. We'll see how it goes. And then the, uh, the lightweight division, 
Tia Fimo, I think, will be something uh, to be reckoned with in boxing, man. So, um, I guess, also, on that fight card, there's another, there's a championship. So, I think that card, uh, Tia Fimo Lopez versus Magdaleno and Alvarez versus Kovalev will be on ESPN Plus, I believe. And before that, on ESPN, they will have uh, uh, Oscar Valdez versus uh, Carme Tomason uh, for, I think, the uh, WBO featherweight title. Um, I don't know if you remember Valdez, but I think he was fighting – Valdez was fighting Scott Quigg his last fight. He got his jaw broken, and he was in there, and he he won with a broken jaw. Oscar Valdez, 24-0. Uh, 19 KOs versus uh, this guy Carmen Thomas Thomasone uh, Thomason. Or it's no, it might be Thomasone. I don't know. Uh, 19 and 0, five KOs. Um, I like Oscar Valdez. Have you? Do you know anything about Oscar Valdez? Have you seen him uh, fight? I do like uh, do Oscar Valdez. Yeah, I like Oscar Valdez. I'm surprised he hasn't. You know. He isn't a little farther along in his com- career as far as popularity and notoriety amongst the, I guess, the Mexican demographic. You know, Oscar Valdez has been in some tough ass fights. He's tough. He's shown like different type of skills. I'm high on Oscar Valdez, and I think he got a bright future. But I'm at this point a little surprised that he isn't a little further along in his career. Well, I mean, uh, He's been the WBO boxing. Uh, he, he's, he's had the WBO belt for it's about to be for two and a half years. So yeah, he's been out here doing his thing. Um, yeah, I'm not sure <clears throat> what the deal is being a Mexican guy. Uh, why he isn't so? Why isn't that popular? I don't know. He is a warrior, like you said. We saw him against. I saw him against Quig. We saw him against uh, Cervania. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that. I haven't seen Carmine Thomason fight before. This is an Italian guy, 20, what did I say, 19-0, and 0, 5 KO. So <clears throat> I'm looking at it. He's fighting guys. The best guy he fought was uh, Jesus Rios, which is 35-8 and 8 when he fought him. So this guy, he's just coming in there <clears throat> probably to catch that work. 34 years old. I'm not too sure about him at all to make a prediction, but I'm pretty sure that's a showcase fight. Um, I think there was one more fight. There was another good fight. Okay, yeah. And also, <clears throat> another title fight, another lightweight title fight for the IBF title. I think that's the title that uh, Mikey Garcia held for a little bit um, and had to let go. Uh, Richard Comey, 27-2, 24 KOs, is uh, fighting Issa Chaneev, maybe. I can't really, I don't really know how to say his name. 13-1. Looks like another, <clears throat> I don't know how they did this. You know, Comey is pretty good. I've never heard of this guy, 13-1 with six KOs. Um, Comey, of course, was going to fight, uh, uh, was supposed to fight maybe Garcia, 
yeah, that's what was happening. I think Comey was supposed to fight Garcia. Garcia relinquished his title. Uh, we know Comey lost to uh, Easter and Shagayev or Shaq, uh, Shafikov or whoever that is. He lost both of those. those when yeah, he stepped up. yeah, that's when the Ebo stepped up. But both were split decisions. Comey is all right. He's pretty good, in fact. Um, do you know anything about this Issa Chenevi, Chenevi? Issa, Chenevi, no. ever heard of this guy? Never heard of that guy, but Comey. You know, seems uh, you know has, has some tough fights, some tough breaks. He's been in in all the fights I've seen him in. Shavikov, I felt, you know, you just can't let a guy that goddamn short, you know, get to you like that. But Shavikov went on and I believe did the same thing to Easter, if I'm not mistaken. But um, Kome, um, will he ever be the best? I highly doubt it. He's one of them African fighters, man. They. They they got that fight style, you know. He reminds me a lot of um, what was the boy name who Pacquiao beat up? Um, uh, with the big head. Uh, yeah. It wasn't Comey, but it was something. It was something of that nature. I remember. Something of that nature. It was in Dallas. Yeah, but uh, kind of remind me of him a little bit, a little more fluidity to his game, but. <clears throat> Those African fighters a lot of times seem to be just heavily dependent on toughness and a heavy, big right hand and don't seem to have much tact as far as getting it across. It's just kind of a brute force type of thing. And Kome, you know, you know, he has some skills, but it's not like elite-level skills. He's, he's going to have to, you know, for all the – he's going to struggle against all the elite fighters. Plotty. And he'll beat Plotty. Yep. You know, yeah, and Claudie, yeah. before he, if you ever caught Claudie before he fought um, Pacquiao, he was a guy who, you know, could mix it up a little bit and get tough with you and could take a shot. And I believe Comey can do all those same things. But um, he fights Mikey Garcia. He's going to lose, probably even get knocked out. So, hope he gets a check in that one. That's all I can say about it. Yeah, I think I remember when uh, – when... Pacquiao fought Claudi. Wasn't he? He might have been old. I think for some reason we had seen Claudi. He was almost. They're both Ghanaian, so you're right. If you say you, they, he reminds you of him, he does. They're both Ghanaian. He was born. No, he ain't that old. No, no, he's born in '77. So he's as old. How old is that? That makes him forty something right now. So he's older, sure. right? So I'm about is he older than years old? Right, so he's older than Pacquiao. That's what I wanted to say. When he fought, when Rich, Richard Comey was at the end of his, uh, was the end of his, uh, Joshua, not not Richard Comey, Joshua, yeah, Joshua was, at the, was at the end of his uh, thing. Because I thought he would have gave Pacquiao a better fight than that, but he just balled up and just took the unanimous L. But Claudio was yeah. all right, and they're both gone in, so that, that's a good comparison. Yeah, they got that same um, <clears throat> kind of the same style, and I'm not even sure if Ike Corte may have been gone in also, but a similar style. And um, I've seen another fighter. What was the fighter who I thought that beat um, Ray Beltran? Beat Ray Beltran ass here not too yes. long ago, but got but got the Beltran got the win. You know, of the same cloth. You know what I mean. So that's yeah, that he, African fight style. He is Ghani also. Ghani also. Oh wow! Okay. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. But um, 
Yeah, that's that that's that fight style right there. Yeah, definitely. So we'll see him fight. Yeah, like you said, these guys are out here. They're trying to show toughness, a big right hand, uh, but they're not. For some reason, they don't just have that ah, ah, the extra that we got over here. But uh, <laughs> that's a uh, oh, man. That's an African American, uh, huh? Yeah, that's the extra pinch. They don't got the extra pinch. The dilution. No. So. So yeah, man. Um, that's the whole card, man. I, like I said, I'll definitely be in the building. So if you're out there, hit me up on Twitter or uh, at uh, Twitter or IG Will of the King. I'll be out there doing my thing, man. We'll see how it goes. I'll try to get some interviews, and if I and, and you best believe if I can get in front of Kovalev, I'm asking him is he beating up hoes just like that. Oh wow, Kovalev live with a fire on you. No, no, no. Kovalev too small. Trust me. Oh, here you go with this bullshit now. Hey, Kovalev, you go ahead. Yeah. Kovalev will put you in a two-week coma, man. <laughs> he might. But <laughs> But look, check this out. This chick that he beat up, she was concussed, but she looked like she might have weighed 113. Maybe oh, if even shit. that, it's one of those type of white girls, right? Skinny, mm. petite. I've I've said I've said uh, side to side by Kovalev. Kovalev is just the average small, small dude. He probably hits hard, but he doesn't hit hard enough that if I know that it's coming, that I can't put put my hand up or look or, or take off something and then just attack him and rush him, dog. He's small enough where I can just um, rush him and, and throw him around. I keep so I'm forgetting that I'm, these niggas is actually small in real life. Yeah, like real not. I mean, that's they're one seventy five, so he might weigh. You know, he's just a regular size guy. Like you think Kovalev, you wouldn't really be able to tell he's a fighter because yeah, he's just a regular size guy. Most of these guys are small. Yeah, I keep forgetting that because on TV, Kovalev looked like he a two hundred and twenty pounds six two dude. Right, <laughs> he might be five five nine five ten one one eighty. It's regular. It's the regular, regular Yeah, I could say if he get me and I don't see it, he might be able to sleep me, of course. But he's punching hard, yeah. maybe. But if I see oh, yeah. it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try now. to eat it. I'm gonna try that to nigga, eat that. If you don't see it, you going to sleep now. I, come on, I'm, anybody going to sleep? I, I believe that. <clears throat> Kovalev yeah. punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'll give him that. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe we'll, we'll we'll never know. We'll never know. But stepping on to the next big news, uh, Davis versus Morris is now off. Um, Morris was hurt. Yeah, Abner Morris, he got hurt. Um, the fight is off now. Uh, Ruiz, some guy named Ruiz, has been replaced. Has played replaced Morris. Um, that was a good fight that I was looking forward to, man. It's, man. it's off. I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing you can really say for to it. Uh, they had a little spat on Twitter and Instagram where Davis asked asked was he scared, and he was like, "Man, hell no, nah, I'm the one that called you out. I'm not scared." 
I, I'm, you know, I made this fight. This is the reason the fight. I'm the reason the fight's happening. You know, I just got hurt. I don't know exactly where mm-hmm. it was. That's all I really saw on it. But uh, do you believe that? Or you thought he was just about to catch that ass with him? Ah, look here, man. For Abner, uh, a warrior, I think Abner deserves the benefit of the doubt here. However, Abner has been pretty public about going about on all the, the, the media outlets and talking that shit. You know, and and had me kind of believe in him. He had a good spiel. You know, Abner's spiel was that he believes, you know, Abner says, you know, I remember back to when I was Gervonta Davis and I was the young hot shot and thinking I'm invincible. And it was just a, a veteran who came along and got me at the right time when my head was just as big as it needed to be and, you know, and caught, caught me at that time. And I'm that veteran and he's me this time around. And it sounds believable. It makes sense. I think Abner's a good fighter, <clears throat> very seasoned. But, you know, it's just – and like I said, I'm going to be mature and give him the benefit of the doubt here and say an injury is an injury. The guy pulled out. There's no reason. But, you know, I'm highly disappointed, man. Like, I had the homies psyched up. I had pops ready to go. You know, I'm finna, I was going to go down to the um, stub hub and get, my, get a good tailgate in. You know, might have pulled out the goddamn grill for this one. I was, you know, ready for it. Me and all the homies, uh, you know, from around the way and shit, we was we was finna get ready to go down there, man. It's just gonna be a good fight down at the stub hub. You know, everybody loved the stub hub, and uh, you know, it was just disappointing, very disappointing, big time letdown. We had Abner, you know, with Robert Garcia to give him the, you know, the the Mexican push he needs to, you know, beat the black guy per se. But um, disappointing, man. Disappointed. So I think they're still having an event. You're not going to see uh, Davis versus Hugo Ruiz? Uh, Man, I might. I don't know. You know, it's just not nearly the, the excitement. This Ruiz guy, whoever he is. You know who know who who the hell knows that guy? You know what I mean. So I was psyched to see Mares. I, I think the event was going to have some, you know, that electricity to it that you like to be at a boxing match. Now it's just going to be like a showcase. You know, you see Gravante go in there and toy with some dude, knock him out, and you know, then you go home. But not nearly the excitement there would have been if Mares was there. Yeah, this guy, uh, Ruiz, Hugo Ruiz, he is a uh, former WBC super bantamweight champion. Uh, He won it back in 2016, but he lost it also his next fight. So he's been on the come up since then, Uh, super featherweight, jumping up from super bantamweight to super featherweight. So what's that, two, two divisions? So yeah, yeah, probably some easy work, man. Yeah, big time let down, man. I'm let yeah. down. We were psyched about that over here on, in Los Angeles, and all the the boxing cats I fucks with over here, man. We were psyched. Cats was uh, you know, hitting me heavy today through the text message. I'm in a group chat with all the boxing partners over here, and uh, shit, my shit was going off when that shit went down. 
Yeah, I mean, I didn't really when when I saw it, I was like, you know, I, it's probably because I was I, I was already thinking that the Kovalev fight. I'm thinking that any minute they're gonna cancel the Kovalev fight due to all this foolery that it's got going down. So maybe I was in the mood to hear it, but for some reason, even though I know I wanted to see the fight, it didn't really disappoint me as much as I thought I should have been. But I think that's because I was already in the mood to get let down. So uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Mares. Um Maybe on Sunday we can talk a little more about and see what actually fucking happened to him, man. So, uh, so yeah. But I guess the I will last... say, Willie. Go ahead. I will say, man. Um, <clears throat> I'm extremely high. Just want to go on the record. I'm extremely high on Davis. I do think Davis, out of all the fighters, the Terrell Crawfords, the Errol Spences, uh, Davis is my guy. And I don't hear a lot of people, you know, on the Davis wagon in that regard. But I'm saying Davis, to me, is the one that's going to get be a brighter star than when the dust settles than the Crawfords, the Spences, the whoever else is out here. I think Gravante Davis is going to be that pay-per-view guy in the, in, the, in the next three years. I think I'm, I'm that high on Davis. Uh, I think I think Davis is very, very good. I think you could you could be right when it comes to speed, skill, uh, power. Yeah, he actually he actually has it all. (laughs) But the thing is, and I think what's sort of holding him back and what's held him back is that he is the he is under the umbrella of Adrian Broner, right? Now, I love Adrian Broner. I fuck with Adrian Broner, but I know how much Adrian Broner has let me down over the years with the foolery, with the L's, with the, you know, with the talking, uh, you know, nonsense after the after you take the L, with all the foolery, but I still ride with him. And I think the reason people are not on Davis's bandwagon like they probably should be is because they don't want to fool me once, shame on me, right? I don't know how that shit goes, but I think the point is you can fool me once, all right, you got me, but I'm not going to get fooled two times or it's my fault, right? So, you know, so I think that's the reason why. I think that's the reason why I don't fuck with him that heavy because I know when people talk to him about it and they sort of hate, I'll be like, man, that boy really, you know, that boy really got it all. But, you know, he missed weight when it was when it was his time to, you know, take to step up. And we've, we've seen it before. We've seen this story before. Will he not be Broner? Is he better than Broner? He's looking, you know, Broner was looking that good too when he was smart, when he was, when he was down there. He was probably, was he looking as good as Davis? Maybe not, but he was looking that damn good. We've seen this before, and I think that's the reason why people ain't fucking with Davis like they should be. Well, let me add this caveat, man. Um, <clears throat> and I and I could definitely see how people would that would be the narrative. I totally get it. Um, a lot of hype, you know, big mouth, young, flashy black guy, fast, knocking all these young bums out. Whatever. However. Uh, Davis is ar- arguably already beaten. If, if we're talking at the point where Broner was still just a lot of hype and we were all high on him, 
Davis beating Pedraza is probably a hot, stiffer and more comparable competition than really I think that Broner's maybe ever beat. Because Broner hasn't beat any of the people that, you know, we, we thought were somebody. He beat Adrian Ganados. Uh, I don't know. Did he get the W against Vargas? I'm not sure. I think it was a draw, right? Yeah, it was a draw. But, um, draw, yeah. You know, I think Pedraza was pretty good. And um, uh, the other thing I definitely take note of is that, you know, I follow I follow Davis and I follow Broner on Twitter. And I, I was watching a little YouTube thing they were doing in the, in the camp with Kevin Cunningham. And uh, it's just complete and now they pretty much train together but it's just two complete different levels of athleticism and just looks like determination to me like there's plenty footage with them running on the beach Davis is like nearly lapping him every sprint they run Davis smokes them I believe Davis can beat him up and I think they both know that you know what I mean? Even though Davis is the smaller guy, I think in the camp is just like an unsaid kind of, you know, they both know it. I, I believe Davis can beat Broner up and being the smaller guy, but when you're really watching that footage and you're watching everything they're doing in their training, it's just different levels. Well, Broner's kind of on the side making jokes like, man, Gravante, crazy, man. He crazy. Look at it. And Gravante just over there going hard running laps, running stairs. His athleticism is off the chart. You know, Broner is slow compared to Gravante as far as running goes and anything like that. So, but, you, but you understand one of those guys has been fed very nicely and one of those guys is still hungry, right? I'm very well, very well. You know, so you I, can't I, really I'm go – you can't – yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't – like, it's not about the height. I think Broner had the skills. I think Broner sort of, he didn't fine-tune his skills the way he needed to. You know what I'm saying? It's not about, I'm not saying that Devontae Davis is tight at all. It's just that, is he going to be able to be dedicated enough to stay? You know, I think Broner wasn't dedicated enough, so he had to jump up to the early, to, to the heavyweight too early, and he started losing. Javante Davis is already missing weight. Is he going to have to jump up and all of a sudden be a short-ass welterweight because he's getting fat, living this life like Broner? That's all, that's all I'm saying. And he might not. You're right. He's, he's a dog. He might be able to keep that dog the whole time. But once he gets paid, is he going to keep that dog in him? His big brother didn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Now, I think getting paid is, a, uh, is very subjective in the regard of, to a kid from fucking Baltimore who probably grew up on noodles and hot dogs and other very cheap processed products from the grocery store, he paid already. Matter of fact, he's super paid. So if he was going to start self-destructing, now I don't know what the threshold for paid is for everybody, but I do know that Gravante Davis and Cena probably close to probably a million dollars and some good hundreds of thousands. And to a, a, a motherfucker that's been dirt poor, with those, you can tell that Gervonta Davis hasn't had the greatest education in the world. Um, I could see Gervonta Davis should be throwing hundreds in the strip club and buying every piece of jewelry he could buy and every depreciating car he could find now. But he doesn't seem to be doing that. So doesn't mean that he won't. 
But right now, so far, so good. No, I feel you. And like I'm saying, I don't. I'm not saying he's going to do this. I'm not saying, mm-hmm. you know, I hope that he doesn't. I'm not, you know, I'm not even throwing that on him. I'm just saying the reason why I think I'm held back is because I don't want to put a whole bunch of whole bunch of love and and and, and you know and, and energy in the guy who's gonna blow it off and have me looking crazy like Adrian Broner has done his whole career. So that's just yeah. and, but I hope but I think he's the real deal. Well hopefully yeah, he can sir. stay there. But uh, but let's take it to that last the last little thing in regards to boxing. Uh I was seeing the other day that Eddie Hearns is coming over. Uh he he signed a uh, baby Pacquiao, uh, Soren Vise, and he's he's saying that he's in uh, talks and they should be closing the deal with uh, Triple G. Um, is this big news? Is this does this give you an excite any excitement that you'll be able to see uh, Triple G on the zone? Is that saying that we'll see a Canelo Triple G three uh, three if that happens? Um, I think Jacobs is on the zone too. Some good, some all right fights for for um, Triple G. How do you see it? Are you hype about well, this? How are you feeling about this? One thing, you know, your boy, uh, evil skeptic that I am, I noticed, and this is going to be saddening, man. This is going to, I don't know if you noticed this yet, that old Canelo with this, the zone deal is on a direct path to be the the undisputed middleweight champion of the world. The only belt he doesn't have is uh, Demetrius Andrade's. And Demetrius Andrade is a disowned fighter. So you know that's happening in September. And Canelo's going to beat him. And Canelo will be the undisputed middleweight champion of the world. That simple. Boy, they, I, I tell you, man, that Canelo, I'll tell you, Oscar might have got swindled out of every single other fighter in his stable from Golden Boy, from Al Heyman and Richard Schaefer. But God damn it, that motherfucker didn't did what he needed to do with Canelo, man. Because Canelo has been brought through this shit brilliantly. I'm talking about brilliantly. You know, when he got washed by Mayweather, it was a, he was young. When he, uh, all those other fights you could say arguably lost, whether it be the open scoring with Trout, whether it be Lara, uh, no, maybe a one or two more missing there. I actually thought he lost to Cotto. I, I, I definitely feel he lost both fights to Triple G. But you know, who, who, who am I? But um, he's the undisputed cash cow of boxing. Now I heard some rumor out there, some talks out there where the zone was expecting for, and this is some kind of crazy expectation. But DAZN was expecting to get two million new subscribers because of the Canelo Rocky Fielding fight, which didn't happen. Uh, I could have told him that. I don't know who's yeah. over there doing the forecasting or the uh, the you know the metrics over there for DAZN, but I could have told you um, it ain't like that, like that. Motherfuckers like Canelo. I think Mexican um, fans like Canelo. But I don't get the notion that they're ready to just throw money at whatever he do. It ain't like that. So, um, but yeah, man, if you look at that 160-pound uh, division and look who got the belts, Canelo by the end of this year will be the undisputed 
the middleweight champion of the world. No doubt about it. So you say he's going to beat Jacobs? Uh, look, what what you got to do to beat Canelo, man? Again, Canelo got a draw in the Mayweather fight. Yeah, you got to knock him out. And Jacob's not going to do that. How do you beat this man on a – where's the fight in Vegas? How do you beat this man on a card? How do you beat this man on a card, man? Jacob is not going to do enough work to beat this man on a card. You know Jacob's fights in spurts. Jacob's not going to do that kind of work. Even the, the amount of work Triple G was doing, putting a jab on this man all night and, you know, really controlling the ring and all this kind of stuff, <laughs> He didn't even get really, you know, he didn't get close to winning the fight. It wasn't even a split, you know what I mean? So, there's no chance, dude. Unless Jacobs knocked this man out, Canelo's not going to get smoked by him or nothing like that. So, you know, no, I can't see Jacobs winning the fight at all. Well, yeah, me neither. Uh, me neither, but I think it's going to be a sleepage. But uh, we'll talk about that when it comes uh, when it comes up. Um, anything else in boxing that uh, we want to talk about before we uh, guess make our Super Bowl pick official? Uh, I throw something out there. You know, I watched the fight with some um, the Fury Wilder one fight, and you know that fight still isn't made yet. The the rematch, and I told Cats why. You know, right after the fight, I said. The, the psychological advantage goes to Wilder. And Katz was like, why? How? You know, Fury won the fight, you know what I mean? Or it was a draw. Um, but a lot of people were saying Fury, they felt like Fury won. I'm like, look here, man. Just because a guy is able to wiggle and worm his way out of a lot of shit, that's one thing. But ain't nothing, and this is for people who actually been in a fight, ain't nothing like getting hit by a dude who hit harder than you. You know, that's psychological warfare right there. So even if you're able to dip and dodge and get out the way of them shots, if that man drops you twice, like, well, if you beat a dude up, but in that fight he dropped your ass twice, though, you ain't looking to get back to him too soon because he hit hard. And so I knew you wouldn't see this fight made easily. Fury don't want that smoke. I just want to throw that out there. I knew this would happen. This fight should be signed, sealed, delivered. This, this, there's nothing that needs to happen. The money's there. The split should be there. It was a draw, so it shouldn't be no negotiation about no nobody getting a larger split than the <laughs> other. So, yeah, I, I knew this, this pump fake and shit would happen because, again, if a guy drops you twice, no matter if you're able to outworm him and tap him up a little more than he taps you, he still dropped your ass twice, and you remember that. No doubt, no doubt. I I, I did see a uh, interview with Wilder a little earlier today, where he said announcement should be made in the next couple of weeks, uh, two weeks. So we'll see. I think he was at the uh, Thurman fight. Uh, he had said that. So we'll see how that goes. Um, definitely a big fight. <laughs> I might try to make it out there to that, but. Last time they was taxing too much. The tax was too high for me to fly out there to uh, Cali on the double tax. So we'll see how it goes, man. Um, but I guess the biggest news of this weekend is, of course, you know, America's favorite sport, football. 
having their Super Bowl. The NFL having the Super Bowl this weekend. Uh, L.A. Rams versus the New England Patriots. JP, man, I know you had the show. You said you were talking to darkness, but, you know, here goes your, another opportunity to talk to darkness. And um, go ahead and make your pick and tell us how you go, how you see the game going, man. Well, while I was talking to darkness, uh, I kind of have kind of self-entitled this Super Bowl MAGA versus the hood. You know, MAGA being the New England Patriots and the hood being the Rams. Now, neither of these teams, well, maybe the Patriots, but the Rams haven't, you know, associated themselves with the hood, but they're the hood pick. And the last time the Patriots in the Super Bowl, it was the Falcons who were the hood's pick. Now, the hood needs a win here. You know, we 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 losing here lately with the Pacquiao whooping up Broner. And uh, so we, we desperately, we was um, hoping. Yeah, the black that, guys uh, down here, the black guys in here in Houston that uh, actually shot the little girl and they said it was the white guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's out there. We're losing. You know that? Yeah, yeah we're definitely losing. Um, I don't know if you heard, but uh, Jesse Smollett, the – the gay dude off Empire, the singer dude, uh, he got like jumped and with by some white dudes with MAGA hats and poor bleach on him and put a noose around his neck and it's turned to hate crime and you know hey. he survived but yeah yeah it's really yeah I've really seen a going picture down. I've seen a picture of him he had a cut on his eye you know this is a different that's something that that I did uh, that I did see and I think that. This gay guy is out. These guys are having a blizzard in Chicago, right? They have some kind of polar vortex, right? So this guy is out at 2 a.m. for a Subway sandwich. I think he was looking for another type of footlong, probably some kind of transgender oh action. Oh, God. And he got Come robbed. On, man. And he got Why robbed. Why you got to walk the streets on. at 2 in the morning to get a – they got shit like – you know what grinder is? You know what Tinder is, right? Why is he walking the streets to get Subway? <sighs> Look, man, well, I want to go. go. Hey, hey, exactly. Hey, you telling me a nigga in a polar vortex? Come on, he's out there on the stroll looking for vortex. looking for love, looking for love. You know, at two a.m. Oh, dog, isn't it? Hey, he probably tried, told somebody, told one of them, told one of them to get in. Somebody else got in with him. Hey, they robbed him. He alive? He all right? They just yeah, try to make really? it. Hey, don't hey, don't fall for the foolery, dog. Magma hat. So you telling me? So these white guys are riding around with bleach in a polar vortex, looking for gay black men. Come on, this nigga had to be wrapped uh, up. I mean, come on, this nigga had to. It's it's a polar vortex. So let's say he is walking the fucking street. This nigga got to be bundled up from head to toe. Outside. We no, just uh, say it's cold these outside. Have, Nuh-uh. These niggas having something crazy out there. Come on, dog. Nigga <laughs> said a polar vortex. <laughs> that's what the what fuck is that, man? <laughs> hey, that's what these boys is having. They ain't having a blizzard. Oh, that's oh. what it is. You know, these, hey, it's, it's negative degrees out there. Come on, man. So you telling me this nigga's that out there negative. and some white guys, some white guys who are racist. So if you're a racist white guy, you're going to be like, hey, oh, yeah, black people love snow. Let's go look for black people tonight. You know, let's put on our hat. Come on, man. This is all fooling. So, so give it to me then, Willow, because you're definitely alluding to something. I think I know what you're alluding to, so tell me what you're alluding to here. That it's fake, man. That he didn't want to – he got caught up. 
looking for some transgender uh, strains. But and he's he got robbed. He's a known homosexual. He's a known homosexual. It doesn't matter already. Okay. That, I'm, okay, that's fine. So what's I'm not the saying there's nothing. Hey, because you don't want to. You've got. You, you don't want to get beat up looking for no uh, transgender prostitutes. I don't care who you are. You're respectable, right? That's not something that you're doing out here in the street. So, so you he's say, trying to avoid. Hey, let's, let's flip the, the, He's trying to avoid the accusation this. of soliciting a prostitute. A transgender prostitute is what he's doing. Right. Exactly. Okay. Okay. That's, that's, that's what I said. That, that's believable. What else? That's, why else would a nigga be outside? Why else is somebody of that stature with that type of money outside at 2 a.m. at a polar vortex? You tell me. For Subway sandwich? Come on, nigga, please. I just, I damn near, I wanted to go to vortex. Subway the other day. Yeah, it was too cold. Come on, man. It's negative 12 degrees. Oh, hey, Crown, my God. How they, how they know who he was to, to, to whoop him? He's, he's got to be covered head to toe in big-ass thick jackets and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, something ain't that Well, enough. see, now it could have been a setup because the, allegedly he says that the guy said, ain't you that faggot off of Empire? Ain't you that black faggot off of Empire? Then, you know, Jesse said he, you know, he gave the niggas all he could give them. You know, kept him up off him long as he could. You feel me? You know, niggas didn't just get him, get him. He he gave him something. Somebody would have a bruise. That's what he shit. said. But um, yeah. But uh, but I thought they, they struck him up, up with a rope. So they these niggas well, they had put a, a noose around his neck. Now I don't know that they strung him up, but I know the, the from they what I heard, a noose went around his neck. Mm-hmm. They they just noosed him. Come on, man. Who's believing this? Get this out of here, now. This is this left wing foolery. I also heard what what I also heard. See, I heard something that I, I need to look up. I'm gonna look it up one of these days. I need to look it up now. I heard that in New York, they're doing abortions. Like you can do abortions at any time now, like any time. Like, hey, your kids do tomorrow. Nah, they shut it down. You can't oh, that's that. deep. That's deep, that's deep, that's deep. I mean, uh, 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 yeah, it said a fact check. Yeah, that's crazy. Let me look at the facts. This is what I heard. I mean, I I know of people who've, who've, you know, had to endure an abortion, and it doesn't seem to be an easy thing, and this is within that, you know, I think it's what five weeks or some shit they give you until you can can or can't have it. And so we talking about something the size of a peanut. Now, if you able to get rid of this motherfucker in eight when it's eight months in, you just a flat out killer. You ask me. Yeah, no, I say yeah. I mean, they're saying if if the mom is yeah, no, nah, no, nah. never mind. It's sort of. It's not really. It's not really the truth. That's just what they're they're out there saying. So it's not really the truth. What it is is they doing the regular, uh, I guess twenty four weeks. But if the mom is, is might die, she can kill. I guess she can kill the baby. Whatever. That's um. That's a little deeper. That's a little deeper than rap than just being able to just hit it at any time. So. We won't get I don't know how that. we got here, man, but we was talking yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's, <laughs> it's, it's all this leftist foolery, dog. That's all I'm saying. That's what I'm thinking. 
This guy was out there. Your boy was out. I don't know if that's your guy. Do you watch Empire? I don't watch Empire. It was too, it was too gay for me. You watch Empire? Oh uh, yeah, the, 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 that kind of, you know, when they was trying to heavy hit you with the homosexual sex scenes, that fucked me up. I powered through those for a little while, and then I think I missed like an episode or because I'm trying to, you know, I do this with wifey because just to have some shit to be doing together, but um. It just moved too fast, man. I think I might have missed a couple shows, and then I came back, and the shit motherfuckers had babies, and people was dead, motherfuckers in jail. The show just moved too damn fast for me, and I said, all right, that's enough. I can't keep up with this shit. Yeah. Well, after I see about two episodes of the niggas kissing and shit, I was done. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um,. Yeah, let's talk about the Super Bowl, man, real quick. Let's get these picks in, man. Hey, Patriots, Rams, you rolling with the home team? Are you gonna pull some kind of uh, some kind of move on the West Coast? Uh, you know, I'm gonna fuck with the home team. I'm not necessarily a Rams fan or anything like that. However, you know, I got my associations. There are some strings attached, and you know. I personally don't like what the fuck the Rams are doing to Los Angeles. I'm definitely suffering from the impact of the Rams' arrival here. But, you know, I think there's a larger narrative at stake, that being, you know, there there are storylines attached to this. This things have this game has narrative to it, I believe. And uh, that's it. Like I said, I'm going to pull for the Rams. I'm going to go 27 27- 21 Rams. 27-24 Rams. Yeah, well, like, uh, what's my man's name, Reverend? uh, What's the guy's name? I forgot this nigga's name. That does the, uh, uh, I forgot this nigga's name. I was watching him for a while. I can't remember his name, but but I guess I'm going to be putting on the map. He's the black guy that does the, the ask. He's always like, uh, you know, black people do this. Not all, not all, not all, but most. I sent the little thing out. Jesse Lee. Jesse Lee Peterson. There we go. Like Jesse that Lee Peterson. That fucking <laughs> old sheriff nigga on YouTube, man. Yeah, he ain't the sheriff. He's a reverend. It ain't the sheriff guy. It's the it's the Jesse Lee Peterson. He he has a little show oh, on okay. YouTube, yeah. Okay. That shit is hilarious. But like like Jesse Lee Peterson would do, I'm a I'm a ride with the great white heights. And I'm not talking about Trump, I'm talking about Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the GOAT. <clears throat> He's the GOAT of all uh of all American sports. Um really Serena is probably the GOAT, but she plays women tennis, but the real GOAT of America is Tom Brady. And I think he's gonna pull this one off. Dirty dance. And when it's uh, what is that sixth ring ties ties itself up with uh, Michael Jordan, and uh, go down as like I said, the best, the only guy who could do it. LeBron still has a chance. LeBron get a couple more rings, he might be able to take the mantle back. Uh, but Michael got six rings straight. Yeah, but this is I'm not. It is what it is. This is this is football. Michael did get six rings straight, except he didn't get it straight because he lost to the damn Orlando Magic in the second round, but everybody just erases that fix, uh, that uh, that fact. But that's neither here nor there. 
Brady. Yeah. 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 Brady going down as the GOAT. I think they're going to win 24-14. Watch Belichick. No, 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 no. I take that back. Maybe 32-24. I'm going to go ahead. I think now that I think about it, Belichick's defense has been giving up. So we're going to see how it goes. We'll see if Gurley correct. We're probably going to have a good game, man, but uh, I'm excited to watch it uh, solo at the crib, more than likely. So, uh, so yeah, man, um, I think that's how we're going to end it. Appreciate everybody for listening. Hey, JP, before we get out of here, anything you want to say? Uh, are you going to be doing uh, the uh, other show anytime soon? Let people know. Uh, you know, man, I, I like to talk some of this, uh, some Super Bowl and some of the some of the storylines to it. You got a few, like I said, the MAGA thing. You got the um, you got the old out with the old in with the new with Sean McVay and Bill Belichick. So you know, you got a lot of little interesting things going on here. You got um, you know, just Los Angeles and what's going on here in Los Angeles with the stadium and. So all that stuff said, uh, I want to do a show, man. I want to talk some of this Laker trades rumors. Uh, but who knows, man. If I do, will it, I'll definitely reach out to you, man. Um, but for now, stand by. All right, stand by, stand by. Like I said, appreciate everybody listening. Watch y'all share, uh, <clears throat> comment, do all that good stuff. We're definitely going to make that switch to YouTube pretty soon. That's the big plan. Hopefully, uh, the plan now is for us to be on, start a little YouTube channel after the Spence fight, uh, that uh, Sunday after the Spence fight, get it all going. So we're going yeah. to uh, we're gonna take it, take that step forward in the future. So we'll see y'all next on Sunday as we break down the fights. Hopefully, our RC will be in to host. And uh, we'll catch y'all next time, man. Outsiders Boxing Podcast Midweek. D. Will and JP, we're out.